Yeah, because I was thinking about how, like, storytelling is kind of, like, sort of like acting, but it's also not. It's kind of just, like, telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, depending on your view of acting, right, it's right. <laughs> this, kind of the same uh, yeah. in a big way. But, like, telling the truth as fully yourself. Yeah. Uh, and your own your own story using your own words versus like telling the truth as a character. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's really I, I think I've gotten a lot better at acting through storytelling oh, because cool. I've yeah like exercised that impulse around being like vulnerable in front of people yeah. or like, or that, uh, not that impulse, but that like muscle, that like vulnerability muscle that uh, actors need to have totally. um, is something that I've definitely, it's gotten stronger for me through storytelling. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Cause acting should be telling the truth, but you're right. It's like a conduit through like a character. So I can totally see how that would help with that. Yeah. That's so cool. And, um, my friend Michelle, who I brought to your latest performance of your um, one-person show, she she was like, "Oh my god, that was so good!" And she and I are, are we met through at a writing conference. So she approaches storytelling through the writer's angle, and she and I mentioned mm-hmm. that you're also an actor, and she was like, "I totally like that's why it was so amazing." Like she could tell that like you had the writing and the acting experience. Um, so I don't know. Hmm. I just love that like storytelling is kind of a combination of writing and acting because you also have to write it or create it or yeah. <laughs> no, definitely yeah. you're right, and that's another. I feel like I keep using the word muscle, but that's another. That's another muscle yeah. uh, that has like gotten stronger for me over the years. And like, how do I want to express something in a way that uh, is fun for me to tell and I think fun for the audience to listen but I'm still getting my point across yeah in what I want to say totally um yeah that's uh and I don't know like I never I've never taken a writing class I've never like studied writing formally but I think just by watching a lot of <laughs> movies and tv and listening to podcasts like just yeah. that uh what I like about writing has just kind of come up for me and it's uh, it's something that I, I really love to do so yeah and do you find like that through storytelling both in the writing and the performing of it um that you're able to like make connections in your life that you wouldn't have made if you didn't do the storytelling like in your play you weave together all these different kind of I would say scenes except you know they're real life and you like make connections of different parts of your life in a really like beautiful way. I don't know. And it's like, if you hadn't like written that play, would you not have like made those connections in the same way? Or I don't know how you see that. Yeah, it's, uh, that is definitely like a deep question. Um, Cause it, like in my play, I write about like losing my brother to an overdose and like a kind of explore that experience through my relationship to Mm -hmm. caffeine and romance. Mm -hmm. And I think, and when I was writing it, I wasn't really thinking about, it wasn't very like self-reflective. It was more so just like, I need to, or I, yeah, no, it was a need. I need to talk about this 
and I want to do it in an artistic format that I can share with other people. So when I was writing it, it was more just like, I got to get this out, I got to get this out, I got to get this out, like uh, an exorcism yeah. of sorts. And yeah. looking back on it, I've definitely made more connections or have seen like maybe like things that were true or things that I believe to be true then that I don't think are true anymore. Uh, mm. Like like storytelling, I think, has helped me learn about some like truths in my life, but it's also helped me understand how my life has changed over time based off like the stories I've written in the past. Yeah. Uh, which is even more powerful for me, I think. I hadn't even thought of it like that, but that totally makes sense. Like, when you revisited your play, did you make changes to it based on that, or did you kind of stay in that space? Some. I mean, and it's also, I'm playing in the play, I'm, like, playing versions of myself. So, like, in the play, I'm playing my 16-year-old self quite a bit, Mm -hmm. and my 16-year-old self is, like, seeking romantic relationships out of a like filling a void, like wanting to yeah. feel love in a way that I wasn't experiencing love in other places in my life. Mm-hmm. And I can play that 16-year-old version of myself, but know that that's not where I'm at today, that like I've done a lot of work in the last 15 years of my life to be able to not express love or not seek love like that. Yeah. Um, And I certainly could, you know, There's, I have the... Uh, per, like the the capacity to do that, but like in in being that version of myself, it's cool to get to acknowledge like, oh, that's not who I am anymore. That's not behavior that I mm. lean into anymore because of the ways I've been able to grow and change, and the ways that I want to experience love today. And it's not like that. Yeah. But there were definitely some themes around grief uh, that I've had to change Mm -hmm. uh, in my play. Like at the end of the play, I talk directly to my brother and I tell in the first version uh, when I first wrote it, which he died in 2015 and I wrote it like 2016, 2017. So pretty quickly after he died. And the there was this big moment for me at the end of the play when I was first doing it where I say, like, I don't know what to do with all the love that I have for you that I can't give to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was where it, like, stopped. It was just this, like, for me, this huge moment where I was like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, but over the years of, of doing the play, I've added uh, to that moment because now I do know what to do with that love. Or I have a better understanding mm-hmm. of what to do with the love that I have for my brother to, like, keep it alive. Mm-hmm. And I can continue to love him but also having the capacity to love other people too that are like present and here like on this plane like in this in this universe because i think the the first version of the play it was like i've got all this love i have for you and and i really that's all i got like yeah. i can't it's hard for me to like feel like i can love other people because i'm so wrapped up in this love i have for you yeah but you know with more time and therapy and all kinds of things that i've uh been able to work into my life I've come to understand a different way of loving my brother while being able to love other people too so that was a big part that's like a big change for me that I've made to the show is that when you 
when you said something along the lines of, I can love someone with my full heart and love someone else and they're both true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, it's like uh, in, in the most recent version that you saw, I say something to the effect of, uh, it's like funny how over time I've learned that like two things can be true at the same time, like how, you know, I, I love you, but I can also love other people with my whole heart. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to get, I'd have to pull up the script. Just <laughs> to, to find. It's not, not quite in my head in the way that, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That part really stuck with me because it's, it must be like part of the, journey it's almost like I also came to the same realization separately you know like we're you know have two different experiences and I kind of reached a similar realization where I was like oh (laughs) I I don't have to like and I don't think I don't even think I was doing this consciously but I was blocking people off you know, kind of like sure. holding tight, like, no, 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 like, I can't let go, like, in order to, like, love her with my full heart, like, I have to hold it tight and, like, keep it locked, you know? And then, similarly, I was like, oh, wait, I can, like, the heart actually isn't, like, a finite space that you fill, like, you know, like a glass of water, like, whoops, full, I can't add any more, like, oh, that's not how it works. <laughs> um so yeah, when you said that in your play, that really hit me hard because I also have learned that you can hold two things at once and both can be true. So yeah, that was super powerful. I, I didn't know that that was something you added. That's, wow. Yeah, yeah, and definitely um, something that I needed all that time, like it'll be uh, eight years this summer. Um, so like, it's really powerful for me to reflect, like reflect on that change and notice that, yeah, there was a point where I was very protective of who I love or like I felt, I think you know, it's a, it's an abandonment thing for me, at least mm-hmm. like a, a fear of like losing the people I love and, and uh, being like open to that love and, and knowing, well, it's a ban- but yeah, you're right. It's also, I like the metaphor that you just offered the or maybe it was a simile i don't remember <laughs> um but you um you, the glass of water like yeah. yeah it's like i'm just too i'm too full of love for this one person and i that isn't here anymore so i can't love anybody else uh i think that is also that was true for me too yeah um yeah and i'm really grateful that time and all the things has has helped uh allow me to understand that like that that's just it's not my truth anymore and it's, I just think it's just so powerful that storytelling is kind of a way that you put a stake in the ground for like, this is how I feel right now. And because it was like a piece of art that you created, like a tangible piece of art that you can revisit, then like, you know, five, eight years down the road, you can look back at it and be like, wow, like my stake has moved. And it's also like a way yeah. to see your progress. We're like, I don't know if you're not writing it down or I don't know it might be a little like 
harder to track. I, I don't know if that makes yes. sense. No, you're totally, it's like personal cartography. <laughs> yeah. It's like your, your own personal like map making yeah. that you get to etch into your life and, and then share with people, which is amazing to be able to not hold it all on your own, to be able to yeah. offer it to listeners and then get that sense of like, oh, wow, like I am not alone in this because so many people come up to you and tell you about their experiences. And then your story isn't one. I'm speaking for my own. My story yeah. isn't like of isolation and grief anymore. It's it's I mean, it is, but it's also this like deep connection to other people who have had similar experiences but without that space to share the story, that connection isn't formed. And then, ouch. Like, I don't, I really don't know where I would be without my play, um, yeah. without having had the ability to share it and uh, connect with other people. Because, like, you know, after my brother died, I had a really hard time. I didn't meet anybody else who had lost uh, someone to an overdose or had lost a sibling or like I felt very much alone and in doing it for the first time at my play I did it in a basement of green of the old green shirt space mm -hmm. like it was very supportive friends and people in that community and it was and that was really like it felt like a, it was like coming out of sorts yeah. it was like this is this big deep secret that I have that I need all of you to know yeah uh, because if you don't I don't know how I'm going to be able to like exist, continue to exist in this in this community if you don't know all this about me. Yeah. Um, and that was really amazing. And then getting to then go out to different communities with my story that are connected to like the recovery or like connected to people who have lost loved ones to addiction. I was able to meet so many people with similar experiences and then I found myself feeling like I was a part of this larger group that I wasn't alone in my experience. So yeah, not only storytelling has helped me understand where I've been and how far I've come, it's also helped connect me to people with similar stories and that has helped me grow as well. Um, wow. Yeah, and it's like... Yeah. That's so powerful. And it just makes me like, think about how without that, without that conduit, or whatever you want to call it, our society isn't set up for that kind of connection, unless you create it yourself, you know? Yeah, it's a flaw. It's a flaw for sure. I mean, like, I... it's a society flaw. <laughs> It's a society flaw, but it takes people like you doing this podcast and me like telling telling my story. Like I, I do think that it is, and I mean, and a lot of a lot of people who who want to find this sense of connection, um, that makes it possible. Yeah. Um, but you're right. There isn't. I don't know of a communal space set up by our larger. <laughs> And to, yeah, I don't know, there's no uh, government program to help people connect, yeah. <laughs> now that I know of. Yeah, totally. It's like, just, someone said this word once, that there's little ecosystems. Rather than mm -hmm. it being a large ecosystem, you got to go and find your little ecosystems. 
whether it's like, mm. you know, a community that you find or a podcast or like whatever. And those little ecosystems are um, like, thank God we have them, right? Whether we create them or find them. But there is something a little bit isolating to the larger society of only being able to connect into in little separate ecosystems. I don't know. Have you had that experience or am I making that up? <laughs> no, I think you're entirely right. And especially around this uh, theme of grief yeah. and loss, especially even getting further into the subset of losing a friend or from my experience, a sibling, because yeah. there isn't a whole lot of resources or, or or no system set up to help you like go into the next phase of your life. At least not Gosh. that I was able to find. That's crazy. I mean, I still struggle. Like I'm a part of a, a grief group that meets once a week. I don't go every week, but um, and I, I, honestly, I don't go every week because it doesn't necessarily feel like it's for me, like mm. in this group. It's uh, for people who have lost loved ones to addiction, but it's all parents in this group, oh. almost ex almost exclusively. Like because that's the I don't. It's just and that's obviously I'm happy for them that yeah, they have that yeah. resource. But there is a part of me that's like, but like this isn't uh, like this isn't quite for me. Yeah. So I even um, in some of the searching and the digging that I've done for uh, further connection in my experience the yeah like doing my play is the most success that i've found wow. in creating this like little ecosystem for myself in connecting with other people because i have like through doing my play i have met other people who have lost siblings yeah to addiction i i have met uh people who just are very much like me and that's mm -hmm. but that's the only way it's really i haven't i haven't done it oh. i haven't found it in any other capacity oh, it just makes me so angry i know <laughs> Like, yeah, it sucks. What? Oh my god! Like, what? I'm honestly like, I'm a at a loss for words. That is so infuriating that there's not something for you that you can find easily, right? Like, there's probably something out there somewhere, but like you haven't found it. Like, it's not easily accessible. That isn't there to like catch you and hold you. You know, like gosh and you know even though my experience is different I can relate to what you said where like you're like oh this space isn't for me um because like I I tried one grief group and granted of course I could try more times than once but um it was I yeah I kind of didn't really feel like I belonged either not by any fault of like the people moderating or like whatever but it was a uh, just by happenstance or whatever the people that were there had lost partners and parents and that was it like there was no other like there was no sibling loss there was no friend loss and I just kind of felt like the odd duck out like I don't know like oh I'm gat I'm gate crashing this group <laughs> I don't know <laughs> like sorry I'm here <laughs> I don't know yeah no I I had the same feeling of I do have the same feeling when I go to this group and they ask me how I'm doing and the and the first thing I think is like well I'm not a I'm not a parent who lost a kid yeah which you know is such a awful thing oh gosh, yeah. and I uh yeah and I and I feel yeah it's like a guilt or just a, about taking up some of that space that could have been 
taken up by one of the parents who are there who are very much in a you know a bad bad place or tough place and i mean and there's like there is a sort of specific comfort that you get by being surrounded by people who have a similar loss like being immediately having a group of people who also lost a sibling um like there's a specific comfort to that and you can understand each other in a way that literally nobody else can't Absolutely. And I think what, I mean, for me, and I go through phases of this too, and my play is a really great mechanism for me in this way too, in telling my story where, you know, I'll go a while not thinking about it or not uh, trying to let it be something that's uh, hidden you know, and but now and then but then I have to go do this show you know yeah. um and and tell people about it uh which really does make me yeah it, it does it does create this space where I have to intermingle with it uh whereas you know I think plenty of people and I'm including myself in this yeah. again like will go a long time trying to not think about it or not letting the grief be uh, an aspect of their life. So I think that there are a lot of people out there like me who are, you know, more just, they don't have the mechanism of doing this play, you know, to like make themselves. uh, So I'm really grateful for that. I'm really grateful that I get to have that check-in with myself uh, whenever. And I've, you know, over the last, uh, it's, I mean, comes in, but like, I just, so like the show that you saw, Mm I had not done it in public for like a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So that like leading up to that show, I felt a lot more for my brother. You know, I was like thinking a lot more about him. I was, uh, you know, reworking aspects of the script. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, there's just a lot going on for me that I know that if I did not have to prepare for the show, I probably wouldn't be putting myself through that. It'd be more comfortable not to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that's another aspect of all of this that I want to acknowledge is that it's just it's it's it makes sense why sometimes there isn't communities for people like us because the people who experience it sometimes it's just easier to not think about it. Yeah. You know, and I I don't know, I'm not saying that's healthy or that's good. I just I think that is a part of the conversation that we're having. Totally. Totally. It's and it's so hard to know especially since our just the more I talk about this and the more people I talk to and the more research I do, I'm learning how our society is not educated on how to deal with it in a healthy way. Um, and I think in some ways we don't know <laughs> which way is the most quote unquote healthy because in some ways there's no like there's no one way like there's no right answer. And I do think that like, I don't know, just from my experience too, sometimes you do have to kind of put blinders up um, and put it aside for a bit. But I think putting it aside permanently, at least in my opinion, that's not healthy, <laughs> at least for me. Yeah. Um, and revisiting it is uncomfortable, but important for, for healing. Um, because, yeah, like, I don't know, I, I can also relate to what you said earlier, where it was like you were carrying this big secret and like doing the show is like, you guys need to know this. Otherwise, I'm carrying this really heavy secret burden 
and I just needed to get it out. Like, I need to tell you. I felt that so extremely the first the first times I did my show as well. And it was, it was a conduit that, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't have had otherwise. Like, and the people who saw my show were family and friends, and it was over Zoom because it was during the pandemic. And I didn't realize this till afterwards, but it was like just a really efficient way to like just unburden myself in front of my entire family. <laughs> like, okay, watch yep. a one hour show and then like now you know like how I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> what did that give you? What did that help you? Uh, it was like more effective than five years of therapy. I mean, like, I'm not kidding. Like, obviously, I needed that therapy. But as far as like, how I felt before and after, it was literally like a 10,000 pound burden was lifted. I felt like a different person, almost immediately. And that's yeah, it was it was like, I didn't even know that's what I needed. I didn't know like, oh, like, in order to like, get past that first of probably many, many, many humps in this horrible grief journey the first hump is to be like kind of like open myself wide and just like share my quote-unquote secret because it shouldn't be a secret <laughs> like that's such a heavy burden it's poison it is poison absolutely yeah and I think well for I think that's awesome that you felt that way and that it was like something that you were able to let go of Thanks for listening. Friends Missing Friends is produced by me, Hannah Rumsey, with co-producer Sydney Bauer. Original music is by Erica Siegling, featuring The Lost Wayne. Artwork is by Heidi James. If you have a moment, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Together, we can cherish and remember the friends we miss. I'll see you soon.